Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Welcome to the 50th episode of the Elevate Her podcast. Oh my goodness, I can't believe that those words just came out of my mouth. To be honest, there have been times where I didn't know whether I would follow through with this podcast. There have been lots of ups and downs, but it is you who have kept this podcast going. And I really just want to take a step back and pause here and thank you so, so much for allowing me to be in your ears week in, week out, for sharing your reviews, for sharing your podcast um ratings for sharing your feedback and suggestions when I do ask every single action you have taken around this podcast counts and makes it what it is today. I am looking forward to the next 50, 100, 200 episodes with you and I really hope that this podcast makes a huge difference and impact in your career, in your life, in what you want to create and help you in creating your career by design and turning those goals into reality. Because ladies, that's what we are all about here on Elevate Her, right? So as I celebrate this milestone, I want to celebrate you for being here and taking this step and being intentional about the kind of career you want to create, about the leadership and personal brand and identity that you want to create for yourself and for your career. And in doing so, I have selected from our six most popular downloaded episodes, the best snippets, tips and techniques, strategies that I shared, including some really real stories that I think will resonate with you if you listen to them or if you're listening to them for the second time, I'm sure you will love them again. So I want us to get right into the mashup. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did putting this together and I cannot wait to see you in the next show. There is a way out. There is a way to actually climb the corporate ladder and find yourself in senior positions in leadership, but there is a certain way it needs to be done. And yes, I acknowledge the challenges we have as black women. I am not ever going to downplay that. For a big part in my career, I felt like I couldn't speak up. I felt like I had to conform and assimilate to what I was seeing because 
quite literally, there were no other black women in leadership. And so I felt I had to kind of be someone who I was not. Some of you may have heard the story I like telling about my name, where for a long time, I would only mention my first name in meetings because of the fear of people misspelling my name or mispronouncing it and the frustration that would come with that and just kind of feeling already out of place, like I didn't belong. And so I am never going to downplay those challenges, but there is a way to overcome them. And working hard behind the scenes, flying under the radar, just trying to do everything right, trying to be good at what you do is just not enough. I wish there was someone who told me this literally 10 years ago when I started my career, but I had to learn and I had to fail forward. And now I am sharing my experiences with you so that you can accelerate your success and not have to go through a lot of the growth pains that I went through when I was navigating my career and my journey towards the top of where I am right now at director level. So that being said, how did I go from unconfident, feeling like a misfit, trying to conform, not being myself and, you know, feeling frustrated because I just didn't felt heard or seen to a director at the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm? Well, first of all, this might sound so unlike what you're expecting. I focused on who I was being. I focused on showing up as the leader even before anyone told me that I was ready for leadership or I had any leadership potential. I stepped into that leadership position before the title, before being paid like one, and it has paid back. It was like an investment. It has paid back in leaps and bounds. Three things that I see as holding us back as Black women in corporate careers or just in our professions generally. And the first thing is, waiting to be asked before we speak about our achievements. Ladies, I want us to stop doing this because it is not serving us. It is actually working against us and we need to stop this. We need to start speaking out very loud and clear about the great things that we are achieving. And one of the things that I have started to do is I have what is called a win box. And every time I get a good comment or a compliment from someone or a thank you or an acknowledgement, I put it in my win box. And at the end of the month, I summarize all these great things that have happened and I share them with my boss. Sometimes, even when I am acknowledging the person who is giving me the compliment, I will reply and copy in my leader so that they can see these things that I am doing behind the scenes in the background, which they might not necessarily be aware of. And I'm saying this because I know for everyone woman who is not speaking out and being vocal about the good things that they are doing, about the great achievements they are making and their contributions to the overall team results in the organizations they work with. There are many other women who are doing that because of the cultural norms that we grew up in where we were told not to talk back, where we were told to wait until we are asked. But in the corporate environment, you actually have to stand out and stand up and actually talk about these things and be proactive. So let us stop waiting to be asked why 
we believe we are the right people for that next level, why we believe we are the right people for that next leadership position, that next executive position. We have to start positioning ourselves and you position yourself by speaking out about what is different about you, right? What is unique about you? And be very specific. And that brings me to my second point, fuzzy personal brands. Now, in the last live, I asked you ladies, how many of you have a personal brand? Now, today, I want to flip that question and ask you, what is the one thing that you want to be known for in your organization? And it needs to be like a very short and quick sentence. And the reason I ask this is because a lot of us say, yes, we have a personal brand. I've been talking to a lot of you in the DMs. When I ask you, okay, what is unique about you that puts you in that next position, that puts you in a good sort of spot or place for you to be considered the next leader or for you to be considered for a promotion, I get very fuzzy responses. I get responses like, I am responsible. I have been leading this team. I have been, you know, working in an acting position and I've never really gotten the title. And so some people are maybe feeling entitled. Some people are maybe even feeling resentment um, that they've been, you know, basically operating at the next or doing the responsibilities of someone who is a level above them, but not getting the pay. And I am saying all these things because that is not enough to define your personal brand. You need to be very specific on what exactly sets you apart, right? So in the context of the next goal you have for your career, what sets you apart? Why should you be the one to be picked for that promotion? Why should you be the one to be picked for that executive level? Why should you be the one to be picked for that manager opening that is just being advertised if you're thinking of transitioning out of your current organization? Why should you be the one to be picked for an expert panel or a guest panel in a conference, right? If that's something that you're trying to do, you need to be very specific about what sets you apart. And I'm going to give you my example. So for me, my sort of tagline that I have used in the last year, um, which really helped me position myself for the next level, which is directorship level, which is what I was assessed for in my organization last year. And I passed. I was confirmed that I was ready for it. That's a story for another day. But the tagline that I had been using was, one, I built a team almost from scratch. I built a team at the time when I took over this team. We were only three. I built the team to around 12 people of competent professionals and we are a cohesive team. And because of the cohesiveness and, you know, the effort that I have made in making this team work, we have been able to literally triple our revenue in my team over the past five years. And one of the questions I am always curious to know is, what do you think is the secret or what do you think is a factor that's going to play a role in whether you get promoted next year or not. And here are the things that I continuously hear. Well, I think I need to know more. I think I'm not expert enough. I feel I need more experience compared to all the other people in leadership in my team. 
I feel like I maybe need to get an MBA so that people start taking me seriously. I feel I need to have more political capital so that I can start to have more influence. And some people feel, well, I think I just need to be better at what I do. And while all these things are great and they can help you make progress to a certain extent, if you are looking to move upwards into leadership in your career, this is not it. So many women are investing thousands of dollars in getting more qualifications, in getting more degrees, and then get frustrated when the promotions don't come their way. And that's because this is not what is going to get you promoted, ladies. And fun fact, as you move upwards in the trajectory of going upwards in the corporate ladder, it's less about what you know, right? It's less about your technical know-how because at some point it's assumed that you're good at what you do, right? That you know your stuff. You wouldn't be there in that position if you weren't good at what you do, if you didn't know your stuff. And so it's more about who you are showing up as, how you are positioning yourself, and what narrative people create in their minds about you when they see you, when they hear about you. You know that personal brand, which I talk about a lot as well. What do people say about you when you are not in the room? And while this sounds like it's not in our control, to a big extent it is. Creating a personal brand and a leadership identity is very much in your control. And if you are there sitting thinking, well, Rebecca, how is it in my control that, you know, I can control what people think about you? Yeah, well, you might not be able to control what people think about you, but you can definitely influence what people think about you. You can definitely influence what perception people have of you. And those are the things that you need to work on and focus on your career development, working on your career as opposed to in your career. Working in your career is being busy doing your day-to-day -day responsibilities. Working in your career is trying to get more degrees, trying to get another MBA, trying to amass more political capital and, you know, network more, thinking that that's what's going to get you to the next level. Working on your career is what I am talking about in this episode, because that is what is going to get you quantum leaps and results in your career. But my question for today is, are you creating your career by default or by design? Because either way you are creating, whether you're doing it by default and you're just moving in autopilot, which 95% of the population is, or whether you are actually intentionally creating the results that you want. Now, what does creating a career by default actually mean? Or what does this look like? So let me give you a few examples of creating a career by default and by design so that you can see which camp you fall in right now. So this is what creating a career by default looks like. You feel like you need to know more to move ahead. You feel like you need to learn another course. You feel like you need to get more degrees and qualifications so that you can just know a bit more than, you know, your colleagues and feel more confident to speak up and raise your voice in meetings and 
raise your profile so that people of significance in your organization or the people with the purse strings can start to see you and you can actually be visibly better than the others that you're competing with or vying with for that next position in your career. Waiting for the boss to give you a promotion, right? So you're not creating those opportunities for yourself, but you're waiting. So you're hoping that someday, I hope that I'll be that executive. Settling for that HR approved salary increment. So you know that 2% or 3% that your HR team always tells you, well, this is what has been approved and this is all that we can give you. Settling for that and you resigned yourself to that. That's the kind of life. That's the kind of income that you're ever going to get. Giving up the moment you get negative feedback. Maybe you thought that this was your year to get that promotion, but it hasn't happened. Maybe someone else you thought didn't deserve it, got it. And then starting to kind of use that to not just put yourself down, but maybe even create this negative perception of yourself that is not even a fact. Starting to tell yourself things that, oh, after all, I wasn't that good enough. Oh, after all, you know, it means I'll probably never get to that level. I was maybe aiming too high. Maybe I was being a bit too aggressive. Relying on other people's opinions of you. Let me just say that again. Because this is so, so important. People like to think of what other people think of themselves more than what they think of themselves. If you are living or creating a career by default. And by the way, these things apply not just to your career, but even your life. You can be living a life of default or you can be living a life where you're actually designing the kind of life you want to have versus creating a career by design. So what does creating a career by design look like? You're in the driver's seat of your career. You are not a passenger, right? So think of what a passenger does in a car. They look out at the window, they're waiting for something to happen, they're looking for someone or something to pass by versus the driver. The driver knows where they are going and they know that whether a puncture or an accident happens, that's fine. They still know where they are going and they're going to do what they can to get to that destination, right? They don't get in the car to just go nowhere. They get in the car with the intention of going somewhere. So you're taking responsibilities and creating opportunities for yourself. And this is this is how I see the key areas that you need to work on or that you need to continuously improve on because it's it's always a work in progress. Maybe you've heard of this phrase new level new devil. Once you get to the next level, you're going to have to step up your game in each of these areas. It's not something that you do and then you know, you can coast for the rest of your career. It's something that you're going to continue working on. But I want you to look at where you are now. And you can even do a very quick exercise. I'm going to go through these four C's. Rate yourself on a level of one to 10, where you are now versus where you believe you need to be to get to that next level. Assume it's a 10 and then rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, where you are now. The first one is commanding a presence. What do people think of you when you enter a room? And I'm not talking about what opinions people have of you because people's opinions should not dictate what you think of yourself. But I'm talking about the impression you leave people with when you enter a room, right? 
Are you able to read the room? Are you able to leave an impression of you being a leader? Do you enter the room and go and sit at the back? Ladies, if you are one of those who do that, you are not leaving the impression that you are a leader. You are not leading, leaving the impression that you are here to make an impact, to have your say in the conversation. When you enter a room, when you enter a meeting, do you go there and then keep quiet and then not say anything? That does not leave people with the impression that you have a leader, that you are a leader and that you are someone that can be trusted, right? You have to step into that person now and commanding a presence is always going to be a key aspect of the next level of leadership in your career. Studies have, studies have actually shown that having executive presence contributes 26% to the promotion decision. Just imagine a whole 26% of the promotion decision comes from your leaders or the people who are rating you, their perception of whether you have that command of presence or not. So definitely take this very seriously. The next C of being that next level leader is connection. Now, I'm not talking about inauthentic networking tactics. I am talking about how well you are able to connect with your peers and leaders on an emotional level. They are so intelligent on paper, but no one knows about it because they are not talking about it. They are sitting behind their computer all day long at work and they are hoping and waiting and hoping that someone will see the hard work they are putting in. Your competence is only as good as how you communicate it. If you are not communicating the value you are bringing to your role and to your organization, it is going to stay between you and that laptop that you're working on, right? And even worse, <laughs> you, you could find yourself in positions where your peers are taking credit for things that you are doing because you're not taking credit for your own work. So I want you to know that being extremely talented, being intelligent, having the degrees, having the certifications is no good if you are not using it to articulate how this is actually adding value and how you are solving problems and making people's lives easier in your organization if you work with clients, with your clients, right? So make sure even when you're talking about your technical know-how that you are not just using jargon. And by the way, if you ever catch yourself thinking, I am not something enough, that is imposter syndrome. And I hear this all the time on the game plan calls. I feel like I am not expert enough. I feel like I don't know enough. So I don't want to talk and I don't want to ask questions when this is actually something that I should have known. That is the expert imposter coming out to stop you from speaking up in that meeting when you know that you with the goal achieved, let's say you want to be a, a leader or you want to be a senior manager or you want to be an executive, you know very well that the executive will say something in that meeting. The executive will challenge, will ask questions in that meeting. But then you hold back and then you don't and then you're not visible and then you don't have the results that you want in your career. It's this vicious cycle because what happens with imposter syndrome is it's kind of like new level, new devil, if you've ever heard of that phrase. 
you get to this point in your career and then because it's such a new environment, it's new people, it's new challenges, imposter syndrome literally stops you from taking imperfect action. And then what happens? You don't move from there because you don't take action. So there's no progress. So you continue to feel imposter syndrome because you continue to like validate the thoughts that you're having about yourself because the results are showing that you are actually not as good as everyone around you thought you were. So it's this vicious cycle that continues unless we break it. And we're going to talk about how to break it later on in this life. The fourth one is the natural genius. So the natural genius feels extremely uncomfortable when she's out of her comfort zone. This happens a lot when you rise up in the ranks of your career very fast and it typically happens with age. And I've seen this a lot with me as well, where I'll go to these board meetings and everyone there is, you know, old enough to be my parent, literally. And I completely feel out of my depth because I know these people have a wealth of experience. I think that there's nothing I can say that they'll be like, hmm, wow, that's a really good point, Rebecca. And so what happens is I go to this meeting, I don't say anything, no one even knows my name. And then when they meet me on the street, they don't even know that they actually met me in a board meeting because I didn't make an impact. That's the natural genius. She feels completely out of depth when she's out of her comfort zone. And what happens? She then doesn't want to try things that she doesn't know well enough about. She doesn't want to go to that new team because she doesn't have experience in that area. She is afraid to maybe take over the meeting because she thinks, okay, I've never done this before. What if someone asks me a question that I don't know? What's going to happen then? That is the natural genius. The last one is the soloist. Hmm, super moms. If you are a mom and you're on this live, you are probably experiencing this more often than not. So the soloist feels that she has this constant sort of nagging need that she has to do everything herself. And if she's not doing everything herself, then she's not good enough. If you struggle to delegate at work, then this is imposter syndrome that is actually running the show. So how you overcome it is you start to change the beliefs that you have about yourself because imposter syndrome is just a belief and it is not a fact. So beliefs can be changed. Facts can't, beliefs can. How do you change your beliefs? by building a new belief system. Day by day, brick by brick by brick. Intentional work. And then you take action, right? And then you apply the career strategy. A lot of the women I talk to, you know, they want to know, how can I negotiate my next salary? My performance review and appraisal is coming out. I want to know how to do this so that I can get the salary raise I want. That's not where we start, ladies. We start with the beliefs because, like I said, you cannot fake this until you make it. You have to actually start to be confident and show up confidently and believe that you are worth that salary raise. And once you start to believe that, then having that conversation with the people with the purse strings in your organization is going to be so much more effective because you are going to be able to convince them that indeed this is the salary that you're worth. This is the value you bring to the organization. And this is the salary that is commensurate with the value that you're bringing. But if you haven't done that inner work, 
it's going to be so hard. You're going to go into that conversation and you'll literally flounder over your words. I'll give you the script. I'll tell you what you need to say. But when the rubber meets the road, you're not going to be able to implement that effectively. So this inner work cannot be skipped. And this is the gap I see in the career coaching space. Because people are talking about how to ask for a salary increase, how to ask for for a raise, how to get the promotion, how to go out there and speak, how to build your credibility, which is all great. But if you're doing that on top of a belief system about yourself that does not align with the expert that you want to be seen as, it's not going to happen. Your achievements, your results are limited to your self-image, to the beliefs that you have about yourself. And that's why the results that you have so far in your life are a reflection of the thoughts, assumptions, and feelings that you've been carrying all along your life. They're a reflection of your paradigm. So this work is so, so important. And then once you do that work, the actions are going to be so much more effective. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.